Uh, another weekend passes, and we're back with you here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, have you ever in your life experienced this back and forth, sometimes within hours, of thinking there's no way Trump is going to win. He's such a fuck up. Everybody realizes it. Not this time. Not going to be sold a, a bill of goods twice. So many people are saying that. You hear that all. And then next thing you know, well, it looks like uh, the polling on Black Lives Matter went from uh, 62% approval to 48% approval. Trump is playing it right. You know, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, that, that was 12 times over the weekend, wasn't it? It was a lot. I mean, and like you said, I think Kenosha has thrown everything into flux. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly where we stand on anything right now. I mean, my, my, my thought is that he's going to lose the election. He's going to lose pretty big. But I thought that in 2016, we have a, um, a less conflicted Democratic nominee this time. But yeah, I, I, I don't know how things are going right now. I really don't. It's very hard to tell. See, if that happens, you'll be able to just say, that's what we thought. It's not Hillary Clinton. And everything that we're hearing, everything that we're hearing right now is noise. And it will move to the back of the line very, very quickly because the news cycles are so short. And even what's going on on the streets of Wisconsin and Portland two weeks from now may not be a thing. We don't know. It's very, we just don't know. It doesn't seem like that. Everything at the moment always seems like this is the one. This is it. This is going to dissolve. We're never going to come back from that. And, and then something else comes along now but do you, how long do you think it's going to be before kyle rittenhouse gets the the medal of honor the medal of freedom <laughs> the, the kid the 17 year old kid you know it was kind of a joke exercising, at first. exercising his second amendment rights it was kind of a joke at first and it's always like i don't know is he going to be on hannity tonight or is he going to he really has become like a cause celeb among the right wing that i think they've raised money for all of his legal defense he's i mean that's this is the litmus test in america the Rorschach and, and, test. Again, if you look at this one. guy and you see a hero, you're fucked up beyond all reason. Right. But if you look at this guy and you see a punk-ass 17-year-old who should not have crossed state lines is really a terrorist, then I think you've got a brain in your head. And that, that's way, where we are. I, I hate to go really squishy on you, but I don't think he should have had a gun, an AR-15. Oh, that's come on me. now. That's just me. That's oh, just why, me. Are you, why are you taking away guns every, and everything? And, and I understand in, in the American Revolution there were there were... 12-year-olds sure. with guns. I get that. I understand not only, that. Not only 12-year-olds, but they had AR-15s, Brad, and they were blasting British troops like it was it was cool. Well, uh, be, be accurate. They were AR-15 muskets. <laughs> it was a different... <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how you how even you flip yourself in a position where this guy is the heroic guy going in to... Is the, the narrative that he was saving businesses... Protect property. That's the, uh, what it was. the word that he... You've seen the, the video of him being interviewed beforehand that's what he was he was up there now think of yourself as a 17 year old just just turn the clock back and imagine yourself as a 17 year old i didn't have a brain in my head when i was 17 not much has changed but i really i was pretty dumb when i was 17 as i recall i'm not going to ruin the moment by no go for it i mean why would you call yourself a moron because i don't think i was a moron at 17 i was i was pretty dumb aware and I, I understand, but I, I cannot for the life of me think how you allow yourself, even at that age, yeah. to get so caught up into something that is not you to 
and, and you know what I think it is? Uh, j- j- just pulling back and talking specifically about the, that is the outgrowth of social media propaganda. That's funny. Infestation. Because yeah. wh- where else, where else would someone like that you know, starting at age maybe 15 or something, start to read things and see things. Yeah. And it, it doesn't happen by watching TV. No, I think that kid's on, I think that kid's on Reddit and 4chan and shit. I, I think that's where he got that stuff. Right, right. All, yeah. all these sites, yeah. probably ones that you've never heard of and that I've never heard of too. Right. Um, I'll tell you what I didn't need when I was 17 was a goddamn AR-15. It was, it was bad enough that I was armed with a penis when I was 17. I didn't need an AR-15 to cross state lines. Well, see, if you would have had the AR-15, that would have been two things that never got any use. Hi-ya! <laughs> yes. I, I couldn't help it. I had you to are correct, sir. Yeah. It's inaccurate, yeah. but I mean, yeah. just for comic purposes, I'll laugh along with you. That's fine. Right. But uh, apparently, way more money has been raised for his defense, which, remember, when you send money for someone's defense like that it's going straight to the lawyers okay it's going straight to the lawyers and his lawyer lynn wood is just he's just off the charts i don't know about who's who is this lynn wood oh he's he's defended some of the the uh the 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 sleaziest characters i don't have a list in front of me here look it up um (laughs) but he's he's got a whole list of the usual suspects and uh, uh, cl- claiming self-defense. Okay, you don't get to get in a car, drive 20 miles, um, illegally handling a gun, uh, walking around pointing at a people. Then when someone makes a move towards you, you get to just gun them down in cold blood in the streets and then claim self-defense. I only like claim that, but then you're a hero. I yeah, mean, and you're, then, you're, right. Get out of my face with that shit. Seriously. And these, he, right. and those, I mean, are those really his parents? Those extra chromosome people they keep showing? <laughs> the, the guy with his pants half down? They, looks, like, I, looks like the Jerry Falwell Jr. shot. Again, I mean, I, I don't want to judge on parenting and stuff, but it looks like that's a supreme failure of parenting. <laughs> if that's, if that's what you raised and you were not able to at least communicate to your son, you shouldn't grab an AR-15, go across state lines and start blasting. If you weren't able to get that basic message to him, I don't know how good a parent you were, to be honest. Did they drive him there? Was it? I don't. No, he Uber. I think it was Uber. They got him up there, and he tipped nicely though, so it worked out well. (laughs) I I understand he's a five. I understand he's a five. (laughs) Five stars all day. Sure. I don't, I don't, and I don't, it just perplexes me. It's like, it was almost, it's almost like the knee jerk reaction from people who are like myself, who are kind of liberal. They go, yeah, they're going to make this guy into a hero. They're going to try to put him on Mount Rushmore. They're going to try, and they did it. I I could not have overstated how they turned this guy into like the greatest thing of all time. Yeah. Yeah. He's the George Washington of 2020, according to these idiots. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, very often it's the young who lead us. Book of Isaiah? Is that what you're going for there? Yeah. yeah and a child shall lead them? Is that what you're going for? Exactly. They got to know some biblical shit, people. I'm throwing it down on this podcast. Now, now uh, on Tuesday, uh, Trump is invading Wisconsin, even though the uh, the governor and the mayor and uh, uh, all the other uh, leaders yeah, in, Jesus. In, in Wisconsin, many Paul. of them are Democrats, are saying, don't come. So j- just, just think about that it's trump's dream this is his dream right now for this to happen he's been stoking it for for five years 
five years, going back to, I believe it was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Hello. That was the moment when uh, someone was uh, protesting at one of his rallies. He said, said you know, uh, in my day, they'd carry this guy out on a stretcher. Uh, oh, don't, yeah. Don't yeah. be nice to him, and I will pay for Sorry. any legal defense that you get if if I was assaulted. The guy was they have it on camera him being okay. assaulted. Oh, and, so, hey, as as an added bonus, turns out, and this is completely random, he was a black guy. Interesting that Trump is, is inciting violence against a black guy. It's so odd. That's just kind of a bonus when you. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's so random, right? Yeah, but you know, so we we've had five straight years of this, and and this is the culmination, and. It's not as if uh, we're making things up when we talk about the fact that this is Trump's dream because uh, his enablers went on TV on Sunday and said it in so many words, including uh, outgoing uh, soon-to-be full-time mother um, uh, Kellyanne Conway yeah. saying that, that this is, of course, this is going to be politically advantageous to the president and uh, so this is what he wants. Now, this gets us to the important question, and we can lay that over the warning that we got three or four days ago from Michael Moore. And um, like the uh, commercial would say, Michael Moore knows Michigan. Okay? Do not doubt him. Do not yeah. doubt him. He and knows it's not Michigan. Just, it's not just Detroit. He knows like the outlying, the redneck areas. Of well, Michigan. he's from he's from Flint. He's not exactly. From Detroit. I know, um, but he knows he knows the entire. He knows a lot about the entire area, but he knows a lot about, about the redneck right, stuff, right. including you the know, Upper Peninsula. Yeah, one day he'll make a documentary about uh, <laughs> something going on in Michigan. I'm maybe about the car industry. Something, uh, but but they anyway, so Michael Moore is saying flat out he sees some of the same patterns in 2020 that he saw in 2016, except the big difference, I think, this time is that we're aware of this. 60 days out from the election the last time, I think we thought there was no way, most of us, that Trump could ever turn this back around. He was way down, and yes, Michael Moore back then was saying Trump could and probably will win this, and nobody was listening to him. People are listening to him and and other folks and reading and hearing other things right now that really send up the warning flares to not let the same thing happen uh, this time that happened the last time, which is, and uh, going back to my uh, my earliest days of uh, college and, and early years uh, uh, working in the mid to late 70s, there's the famous book that came out back then by Reese and Trout, R-E-I-S and Trout, called Positioning. It was the Bible for radio programmers, really for, for business at all. And it talked about how to reposition the other product while positioning your product in a favorable light, but painting the other product as unacceptable. Sound familiar? Yeah, because everybody's been doing that ever since then. And the Republican convention was all about repositioning Donald Trump as an acceptable, non-racist family man who is concerned about the injured, the sick, and the downtrodden more than (laughs) any person except maybe Mother Teresa, and she couldn't win Wisconsin either. When you say concerned, though, you mean he's concerned about kicking the shit out of them a little more. Is that what you, that's what you mean? Well, that's kind of below the line. But but <laughs> repositioning Donald Trump 
and yeah. giving permission, permission to people on the fence about Trump, maybe the voters who've already been moving away. Hey, you can come back home. It turns out he's a great guy. Wouldn't it be and, great if they, wouldn't it be great if they had him out there trying to build some habitat homes, like trying to steal the Jimmy Carter <laughs> shot? I'd love to see him like with a hair. Well, that's what he's going to Wisconsin for. He's going to build Tuesday. some habitat. Oh, yes, as long as they're not near any white people. Now, we love you black guys. We want to make sure that you have houses, but please don't live anywhere near the suburbs because that's where we keep our white people. And he's what? going there, it appears to me, unless I'm missing, specifically for the photo ops where he's going to uh, have, have, have video taken of himself and pictures of himself taken in front of some uh, burned out buildings or, right. or looted businesses. And it's, it's, it's going mainly for, for things like that, certainly not to unify the state or, or, or to soothe uh, nerves. Um, but, you know, you know, it just uh, came into my head while I was thinking about it. What's that? One of the biggest prom one of the biggest promises that Trump made early in his presidency, very early, that has never been fulfilled, was made to the people of Wisconsin. Was it? It was about oh, that yeah. giant plant that yeah, was yeah. going to be Fox built. something. Huh? Was it Fox something? It was Foxconn. The people yeah. who build yeah. Apple phones for Apple over in China, they were going to spend hundreds of billions, billions of dollars to employ tens of thousands of people in Wisconsin. And it was going to be the hugest thing ever. And, um, Week after week, month after month, after the the public um, ceremony where they they dig the shovel into the ground and throw the dirt and they start to build something, it got smaller, yeah. smaller, and less of a commitment, and fewer people were going to be employed. And uh, the, we need to check to see the actual status of that totally failed. I think promise. it's dead. Yeah, I think it's completely totally dead. Totally failed promise and and that's not related to coronavirus or anything else this was going on three years ago um you want to talk about promises uh, made promises broken uh, for the people of wisconsin that that should be the biggest one of all but i i find it very troubling i find it very very troubling that Trump is going there first, ahead of Joe Biden. I cannot believe that that's not the first place they sent him. Well, put a pin in that for just a moment, because I'm looking at the Foxconn's Wisconsin page, by the way. Foxconn met certain targets, would have been by the far the largest subsidy ever getting to a foreign firm in U.S. history. Subsidies ranging from 3 to $4.8 billion. Here's what Wikipedia tells me, Brad. That factory was set to start production by the end of 2020, but as of August 2020, Construction had yet to begin on Foxconn's Wisconsin <laughs> plants. Well, you, you know what the answer to that is. That's why you have to reelect Trump right, so that, to get that it plant going. gets built. Nancy right? Pelosi has kept the good people of Wisconsin from getting yes. those jobs. This was an interesting quote about so it's the, even this, worse than we thought, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. We were understating it, as we always do, because we're always protecting this president. Yes. Uh, this is what the, the mayor of Wisconsin, uh, Kenosha, or the mayor of Kenosha, rather, Mayor John Antaramean, he said all presidents are always welcome and campaign issues are always going on, but it would have been, I think, better had he waited for another time to come. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. Immediately after there's a mass shooting in America, what do they tell you? Oh, it's too soon to start talking about gun control. 
It's too soon to start talking about restricting those guns for people who are crazy. It's too soon. It's it's too soon to talk about that. But it's never too soon to rush into Kenosha after they're literally bleeding and burning to go ahead and make some sort of political statement, right? Well, but wait a minute. When they say it's too, the answer is it's not too soon. (laughs) Of course it's not. it 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 isn't too soon to pay very, very close attention to what's going on in Wisconsin and, and even go there, but you should only go there, and, and I'm talking about Joe Biden. Should, Joe Biden should go there if he is invited to go, if he says, I'd like to come, and they say, come. In the case of Trump, they've told him, don't show up. So what does it say that he's showing up anyway? This is just another uh, brick in his wall of bullshit, defiance, and white grievance on behalf of people right. to uh, show that no one can tell Donald Trump what to do. That's why I like him so much. He doesn't listen to anybody. Uh, all that sh- bullshit. Have they been, when you it's, talk about it's positioning. It's so wrong. It's so wrong to go right now. When you talk about repositioning, do, have they been able to successfully turn Black Lives Matter into just a bunch of angry black people that want socialism and reparations and just just want to take out a, a pound of flesh on white folks? Is that what they've been able to do? Well, I mean, it's what they've attempted to do. I don't know well, if they successful. Well, first of all, there, there, there was a lot of that work in the last few years anyway, kind of below the line, but people didn't pay much attention to it because they'd never killed anyone. Yeah. The, the, they're, they didn't light fires, and you know they were they were actually a nonviolent but obnoxious group of people. <laughs> By the way, there's no law against that. And when you say obnoxious, I didn't, I didn't, right, right. And and by the way, since when would be when would be being against fascism be a bad thing? It, it, or, it, it, is the Trump side uh, pro Tifa, or, or, or are, yeah. they, are they, are they pro? Well, wasn't fascism, that another thing? Weren't which, they, by the way, apparently they are because Donald Trump is exhibiting yeah, um, almost pro-fascism, all, yeah. all of the characteristics of a a move towards a fascistic uh, government. He is really doing that. So maybe maybe that's the problem. These these guys were were against Trump before they even knew who Trump was because Antifa has been around. Uh, in, in some form or another, the idea because it's not an organized. It's group. not. There's not. There's like, and we don't know. It's like there's not 20 people in this. It's thing. just not, you get to say you're Antifa. Exactly. Like you know, I'm a Cleveland Indians fan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, like you just are. Yeah. If you if you see a video on you know on television, like back in the day, if you back in the 90s, you watched some rap video and they were making gang signs and you out make big gang signs. It doesn't mean you're a crip. It means that you saw some shit on television that you emulated. And that's exactly – and that wasn't that another thing they threw at Obama? They called him an anti-colonialist? Wasn't that, like, supposed to yeah. be a pejorative? Right. Guess who else Guess who else was an anti-colonialist? The people who founded this country. Right. <laughs> we call them founding fathers now. I don't know if you know this. Well, if you're a colonialist, then you were on the side of England, right? I would think so because they were, like, the biggest colonial thing in the history of the planet. Not, you know, that wasn't Roman, I guess. But still, you know, how is being anti-colonial like a pejorative? I was always trying to figure that one out. But uh, – Let's let's try to, to 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 frame this and not allow. Although the way things work, it doesn't matter whether we think we're going to allow or not the the discussion to be derailed into these side issues. Because I, at, at one level, I consider the uh, threat to my house where I live and my way of life and my family and uh, my, my 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 children and my dog 
um, their their safety being threatened by Antifa down at about uh, number 746 on the list of things that are going on. Oh, I, I'm not. I try not to go out very much, and I don't go to restaurants, and I I don't do as much as I can because I believe I'm way more threatened by the coronavirus. And Donald Trump would much rather have you talk about the vivid video that they see that they show on TV of uh, some 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 looting and burning and, and rioting in, in specific cities. That's a lot sexier. Uh, that's a lot more visceral. That's a lot more American because it goes back to the beginning of the country when uh, groups were marginalized. Blacks, they've been marginalized since they got off the boat 400 years ago. Are you better right. off than you were 400 years ago? Um, than, 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 uh, than talking about the coronavirus, which you know Trump has, has muffed. But even pulling back further than that, every topic they're going to address by lying, okay? Every issue. Trump is going to try to completely lie his way back into office here. The fact that he would retweet some conspiracy horse shit that says it's not 184,000 people that have died from coronavirus. It's only 9,000 because 95% of people who died from it had some other uh, kind of uh, illness. And so I love how that's being dismissed. I love that. That's like, it's it's okay. Brit, Brit, if you have, um, if, if, if you have uh, lupus, um, I'll pick a disease. And then you get coronavirus, and you go into the hospital, and you die two weeks later. What did you die of? Oh, it was lupus. It was definitely <laughs> the lupus that got you. No, that, and they keep they keep dismissing it like, oh, see, it's not a big deal. The media's made a big deal of it because it's just people with underlying conditions. How many people are walking around in this nation of 330 million people that have underlying medical conditions? We are a nation that struggles with obesity, diabetes, heart disease, all of that stuff, hypertension. Those are underlying medical. Those are all things that people walking around with in this country. That could kill you if the COVID virus gets a hold of you. Well, but so this, I don't, I don't understand any of that. This, this is a, this is a discussed strategy within the White House. This is a discussed strategy. They are saying that what you're seeing right now is what they think is going to work. That yeah. some kind of bizarre herd immunity is going to pop up out of nowhere if enough people get the virus and die, because a lot of people. 95% of people don't show symptoms, whatever the number is. A lot of people don't show symptoms, and they will be immune. And by the way, we don't even know now whether there's, there's immunity after you've gotten it and, and gotten better, no. right? Because people are starting to get sick the second. And they are. They're, they're working on some of the antibody stuff. Right. And some so of the, to, yeah. to have an explicit um, plan to allow the virus to run rampant by less testing, bullying the FDA – and the FDA, uh, excuse me, the CDC, last week basically lost all of its credibility. That's just, it's over. They're now just another adjunct of of Trumpism. <laughs> but they need to, that's that's one of the reasons that Joe Biden needs to get get an office so he can restore some sort of credibility to agencies like that that Donald Trump has just run roughshod over. Right. To to have put out that statement to completely tell everyone that. If you're around someone who you know has the coronavirus, that does not automatically mean you should go get tested. 
to to put that out is so unbelievably irresponsible and clearly right from the bowels of the White House. It's clearly designed to have less testing to show fewer patients in the short run. Because remember, all Donald Trump cares about, think about this. We've talked about this for years. We've talked about all he cares about is the next news cycle, uh, winning, winning the, uh, the libs on TV for, for a the libs. Yeah. Right. Uh, get, getting the, the, the last shot in on Twitter. Now, in your face. all he cares about is the next 63 days. He does not care what happens. He, if two weeks before the election, he come out and lie and have bullied Pfizer or some company that you would think would be immune to this into saying, we've got it. We've got it nailed. And we've got the FDA ready to give uh, a temporary okie doke to it, even though uh, we haven't tested enough people or the test only shows that, that it's 20% effective. Donald Trump would be more than happy to come out and lie about that. He's more than happy to bully the the FDA into the approval, and he's more than willing to uh, uh, somehow strong arm the uh, people at a large company, like he's done a lot of other times, just so he can make the announcement two weeks before the election. And when, after the election, hundreds of thousands of people get the vaccine and die because they thought that they were uh, somehow immune, he doesn't care. He only he does not care if. Two million people die after the election, right? He does not care. He's only trying to protect himself. And this really smacks of the whole Hunter Biden thing and the Joe Biden thing with Ukraine. He didn't care whether there was going to be an actual investigation of Joe Biden. He didn't care how much money Hunter Biden made from being on the board of some gas company. And he didn't care about that. All he wanted to do was to have a press conference held where they announced an investigation into Biden to dirty him up and to start the wheels of speculation and bullshit here in the United States. That Joe Biden is really the problem with dealing with foreigners and with Russia and with you. That, that's, that, and that's all he wants with the virus. He just wants the perception. Right. That, that he's fixed it. That's all. He, he doesn't care if it's fixed. He does not give a shit if it's fixed. What does he care? He gets tested every 10 minutes. He doesn't have to worry about it. And that's all he cares about, right? Uh, Joe Biden has spoken uh, in Pittsburgh and is still speaking. We have some instant quotes from him. Does anyone believe there will be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected? That's just what the former vice president has said. President Trump posting a series of tweets that seem to support confrontation in Portland and Joe Biden said that Mr. Trump was, in fact, causing it because he is provoking confrontation. Is this? Oh, I, underst- I understand that, but but you know, uh, you know, Trump Trump is going to get gets the last word every time Biden says something like this. And I'll tell you what the uh, the most damning story I've seen this morning, which really gets me very very concerned, is the old band has gotten back together. The Swift Boat Veterans for Truth, the people that slurred John Kerry, that turned him into a war criminal, that turned him into a field marshal for the Viet Cong against the United States during Vietnam because he came back and said, yeah, war not going so great. We're not doing so many good things over there. They turned him into the, the, uh, uh, the traitor who should be shot at dawn 
to elevate George W. Bush to re-election in 2004. They're back together. Senior Republicans are launching a massive super PAC this week to bolster Donald Trump's re-election in the final stretch of the campaign, a move that comes as the president has been pummeled by Joe Biden on TV. The new organization, Preserve America, poised to begin a $30 million advertising blitz, an amount that is likely to escalate the week in the weeks to come. Two people familiar with the source say they then this is going to be the swift boat guys that are getting back together. Yeah. Yeah. Preserve yeah. America will be overseen by Chris Lasavita, a veteran Republican strategist who orchestrated those strip swift boat attacks on John Kerry back in 2004. Now, my question is, so what are they going to try to do to Joe Biden? And I, I thought, how low do you he think kill, they he killed Bo? I believe he, he killed Bo Biden. Oh, I believe that's what's going to happen. Uh, nice try. I believe that they're going to go full Vince Foster on him and say that somehow he organized and staged the attack by the truck full of corn cobs that wiped out his first wife. That's right. And that's his, what it was. Daughter. That's exactly. that, that he, he was a lot of people that. are asking the questions. I don't know. Some people say that he killed his first wife. I'm not sure. These are very serious people. That's right. that, that's going to be the kind of shit they're going right. to do. Right, and it'll be. Yeah, yeah. We don't know whether that's true, but I don't that's know. what we've heard. Some people are saying it. I'd like to look into it. I'm going to look into it very seriously. So he, here it is. You ready? So then the T-shirts, the next day say, Joe Biden is a murderer. Yeah, sure. Right. And, and you know what? He's going to have to defend himself. You know, it's out there. It's you, out there. It's it. Right. And you know, Joe Trump, Biden Trump, proved Trump he did say, for, That's right. right. Trump will say, you know, <laughs> people are saying, I don't know anything about it, but that, that's what people are saying. Isn't Trump just about this Hunter Biden stuff? Isn't Trump just pissed he wasn't able to get one of his kids a sweet gig like that in the Ukraine? Isn't he just jealous? Uh, I would say not, since he's gotten him some pretty uh, sweet gigs back here. Oh, there oh yeah, he's been able to get him on the teat over here. He wasn't able to. He'd have to send him over to Ukraine. Go, he'd have to go foreign for that. Yeah, that's good. Okay. An appeals court has denied Michael Flynn and the Justice Department's effort to end his case, Brad. This was a decision that came out today, so the Michael Flynn thing rolls on. A federal appeals court ruling against Michael Flynn, the 8-2 decision, restores power to a judge to question the Justice Department's move in the politically divisive, divisive case, rather, when Attorney General William Barr dropped charges against President Trump's former national security advisor earlier this year, despite twice pleading guilty to lying under oath uh, and lying to the FBI. So Michael Flynn is not out of the woods at all. So that's the, the D.C. circuit there? Yeah. yeah. So eight, eight to two? Eight to two. It's an that's ass pretty, uh, That That's fairly devastating. That's fairly that's, – that's as close to unanimous as you would get because you figure at least two of the uh, appointees are probably total Trump suck-ups who, you know – uh, you know, th- th- they would vote to uh, to acquit Hitler if they could. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Yeah. So he's losing uh, some of that in court. I mean, he's losing some decisions in court and getting some bad news about that. But they're just trying to, as you say, roll out. What? Nobody cares about Michael Flynn right now. <laughs> they, they don't. They, Brit, they don't. Well, they if don't. he was no, but if he, if it had gone the other way and they would have said you can dismiss the case, it, there would have been at least a three hour long Hannity tonight. So I wouldn't say I, nobody I cares that, about. But you know what? It, it, that, that the Michael Flynn story is not moving votes. You know what's going to move votes here if the Democrats play it right? It, it's it's going to be Donald Trump is ignoring America. 
He is ignoring oh. tens of millions of people. You're not wrong about that. Should the, evic- should the right. eviction notices be going out tomorrow? Isn't that like a story? No, they've been going out. It doesn't just start on September 1st. They've already been, been going out because they don't send you an eviction notice that day. Very often they will, they will send you warnings. They will send you uh, penalties if you don't have it paid because everybody knows what's going on. But uh, the numbers are, are so stark when you realize that 20% of children in America go to bed hungry every night. 20%. What country is this? I don't know. Where are we? That's what always bothered me so much is when they would try to make these arguments about American exceptionalism. It was just something that they wanted to repeat over and over themselves. It's not that. It's it's when a, a broad discussion of anything, for instance, the coronavirus, this will be a typical sentence that is uttered. Well, among rich countries, the United States is doing. If we're so rich, why are twenty exactly. percent of ours? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of countries that are not as rich as we are where those, that that doesn't happen. That's right. exactly and, and right. The, the, the simple reason is because we have such completely off the charts, nineteen twenties level and beyond income inequality, where the uh, the last forty years have been sent have been spent. Uh, making sure that people who have a lot have a lot more and people who don't have quite as much are going to have less. And this is where we are right now. Now, if, well, if, those, the- people, if those people, if those people think that Donald Trump, four more years of Trumpism is going to help lift them out of poverty. And I know you can find somebody and bring them to your fucking convention and they can get up there and talk about how their life was shit. And I was able to start a business three years ago. I, right. I understand there is a person like that. I get There's that. More, yeah, it's, I believe that's called anecdotal. I believe yes. that's what they call it. Yes. But 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 other than that, it's 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 just been hell since Ronald Reagan became president. And yeah. you can pin this back on him because yeah. this was the philosophy back then. And there have been various Republican iterations of it ever since then. Just take care of the rich people, and the rich people take care of everything. Right. That was, right. That, that was the Reagan philosophy. Right. And they, the had, out they, the they had to bite their tongue so hard at the Republican convention because they, they knew how bad it was. But it still leaked out a couple of different times. The reality that to Joe Biden about, needs to, to talk about the stock market. They, they, they wanted to, but they knew they shouldn't. They, right? they, they, couldn't, they almost couldn't stop themselves. Right, right. The reality in America that Joe Biden needs to articulate, which is the truth and that most American people know, is that we have a, a, a virus that is wiping people out. Now, this is what could happen with that virus. If you get it, you're going to maybe be hospitalized, and then hopefully you'll recover and you'll come back. Then you'll be faced with unbelievable medical bills. You may or may not have your job to go back to. And so you're going to be, so the, that's, that's the best case scenario for you in Donald Trump's America because he's weakened any chance for you to uh, have health insurance. Uh, there's no protection for you, really. And that, that's, for a lot of people, the good news, quote-unquote good news, after you recover from being in the hospital for a couple of weeks, maybe missing six or eight weeks of work, is that you could be thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars in debt through really no fault of your own. You got sick. That, And if Joe Biden is not able to articulate and scare the hell out of the American people, that's the fear of the American people. Not that black folks are going to move next to you in the suburbs. The fact that you're going to catch a virus out of your own, you know, not, for no no other reason than just you had some bad luck, but then you could be underwater tens, maybe even a hundred thousand dollars because of hospital bills and missed work, and you could lose your house. That doesn't happen in other countries. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Yeah. 
Well, at least so far, after 240 years, uh, we've made a decision that that's not a priority. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're closer to it now with uh, Obamacare, which Trump is trying to dismantle. I mean, yeah, Obamacare is on the ballot. Uh, at least two more Supreme Court uh, seats are probably on the ballot. Could be three um, because... You have uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You have uh, Stephen Breyer. They're both old. And you have Clarence Thomas, who's also pretty old. And, you know, if he, he would get replaced by a clone. But the uh, the other two seats would go right wing if Trump gets to appoint their successors. And, again, here we go. The Democrats are always behind the ball, behind the curve on emphasizing the importance of this, and the Republicans live for it. They live to dominate the courts. Big time. And, and Trump is out there, and again, this is a bullshit talking point, that one of his great successes is appointing 200 federal judges and the Supreme Court. And, of course, the reason he's appointed 200 federal judges is not because of some political skill that he has. It's because <laughs> Mitch fucking McConnell blocked all of Obama's nominees. So the seats remained open so that when Trump became president, and it was a gamble by McConnell, and it worked because the seats stayed open. And so here's Trump comes along to be able to uh, nominate people approved by Mitch McConnell and the Federalist Society. So we have right-wing judges for uh, beyond our lifetimes yeah, that are going to be in place. I mean, you know, they're, 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 I'm telling you, they're going to be putting fetuses in, in these court positions Very so they certain. get 80 years out of them. That's what they're <laughs> going to be doing. Uh, that's, that's called placeholding, I think, uh, until they can get them through law school. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep the position open because we, we've identified a brilliant uh, child of a of a conservative judge out in that's, Missouri who wants that's to That's a new question. When does life begin? When the fetus is fast enough so we can go ahead and get it, get it into a Supreme Court spot? Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's when life, life begins. Yeah. <laughs> when, we get it, when we can get it so I can fill out a law school application. That's, that's when life begins. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, you've got that, that group that's uh, going to be running the Swift Boat people. Now, in Florida – which appears to be, at least at this moment, unless anything changes, Florida is the key once again. And so uh, we have the group Republican Voters Against Trump. They're good. They're really good. They put out some good messages. Yeah, uh, and they're they're run by Mike Murphy, the Republican uh, strategist who is uh, no fan of Donald Trump. And uh, they're going to spend, I think, all their money in Florida because I think there are. Ten, ten major media markets in Florida. You go broke trying to, to win Florida. Okay? Yeah, you could. Yeah, because there's there's ten major media markets. How, what a godsend for Joe Biden though that they're doing that work down there. Yeah, and holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah, and so uh, uh, if, if if they can swing Florida, then uh, there's there's really no path for for Trump to be able to win and. Um, I, I say go for it, and uh, you need something to go up against this swift boating bullshit that they're going to try uh, against Joe Biden. Um, you know, they're going to turn the fact that uh, 30 years ago 
he cribbed from a, a speech from a British politician that that's going to be the worst sin oh, yeah. ever committed by a human being. It's the worst thing ever, right? Nobody, nobody could ever do anything worse than that. That, that is the worst thing that has ever been done, and that's what they're going to try to turn that in. They're going to, they're going to, you know, they look for every uh, little C H I N K. I can't say that word because uh, we would offend someone. In your armor, armors and, get armors and, and chinks in them. It's fine. <laughs> you can't say somebody got somebody gypped you though. That is a slur against gypsies. You think gyp is worse than chink? Uh, I think a chink, but that doesn't. To me, a chink in the armor doesn't really refer to anything Chinese, does it? Aha, that's exactly the point. That's why you can't say it because you think it doesn't, but it does. Doesn't, but <laughs> wow, you're really, you're, doing, you're doing some Jedi mind shit on me there right here, go. man. I can't yeah. even figure it out. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, look it up. Just just the use of the word. It doesn't have to refer specifically to Chinese people. Well, uh, I'll, I'll work on that, but I'm definitely getting Jip is out of my vocabulary. Brit, Brit, if I if I say when I negotiate with you, I'm tough. I'm going to Jew you down. That's I'm, not cool. I'm not, wait, I'm not specifically talking about any Jew that you know. No, but but it, it, it is a uh, oh, it's yeah. a rather pejorative, obnoxious thing. And <laughs> you do only eight you, bucks. I have to tell you something. Any Jew that you know, <laughs> it's almost like the reverse of I know I know black people, so I can say this stuff. Or you know, it's almost like the reverse of that situation right 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 all right um, we've, we've done i think way too much damage for one day unless you got something else to throw out on the table here. no I'm, I'm out of gas pal are, tank are, is are empty you, are you itching <laughs> i'm itching i, I will tell you this is my last we haven't done any sports today i'm warming up i'm warming up to the nba playoffs it I'm is like, yeah i'm liking they, what i see and yeah. you know what i don't miss the crowds at all do you the way that they've done it has been very clever. It would be nice to have the crowds there, but the way that they've done it, no, it's it's fine. Yeah. But it, you know, we would have what a, what a period of NBA, a great day in NBA history it, that we would have been robbed in with that whole situation with Ron Artest trying to fight those fans up in Detroit. Is Never this an anniversary happened. there? I don't know, but it, it wouldn't. It, it would have been. That's one of the great moments in the 21st century of NBA oh, just basketball. There were fans, so right. So there's no fans there, so then you can't go out and you can't brawl with people in the stands. How? I mean, what? Oh. We've met, we got to we got to get Donald Trump back in office so we can start having brawls and stands again. <laughs> you just lost your credibility on Kenosha by by saying that that a crowd and violence is is what is good for him. You you ought to take that back. You you suck. You, I hate you. Brad and Brit.com.